and welcome to The Solve Network. My name is Shane Borza, and I'll be your host. Along with my co-founder, Benjamin Goss, we'd like to welcome you. Our mission is to provide solutions and create a network of experts for you to learn from. Now, this show is a little different than most podcasts, as it is actually a live call held twice a month. If you can, please join us on the first and third Thursday of each month so you can get your questions answered live and direct from the experts themselves. If you're an expert, please contact me at shaneborza.com so you can be a part of the network. And now, here's our show. Welcome everyone who's listening to the call. This is Shane from the Solve Network. Ben and I are happy to announce that our new schedule this year is the first and third Thursday of every week. So we'll have a new guest expert for you on every call. Tonight's call is with Craig Hardell, who is an expert in mindset and optimization for, oh, hi James, welcome to the call. Uh, mindset and optimization coach to help people achieve their goals and make progress in their lives. Scene one, Apple, take one. Hi, I'm Shane Borza, your content creator coach. I have two books on filmmaking, Film Notes, where you learn to write, direct, and produce, and the Film Notes workbook, where you can learn checklists and paperwork to streamline creating your content. Available at shaneborza.com. I also have filmmaker resources like the paperwork bundle with over 300 documents, the sound effects bundle with almost 3,000 files, and the music bundle featuring 900 tracks of all genres. Want to build your professional credits? Become an associate producer and get listed on IMDb let me help you get your art out into the world. Scene one, Apple, take one. So without further ado, I'm going to hand it off to Craig, ask him to get into his talk, and then we'll have a question and answer period afterwards. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and this is Craig Hardell. Good evening, everybody. Again, I'm Craig Hardell. Um, I'm a certified mindset and life optimization coach and for more than two years I've been helping professionals and people generally who want to get to the next level in their lives throughout various domains level up and really reach their biggest goals. Most people struggle to really actualize who we truly want to become and it's an internal struggle that we all face. And especially for that kind of individual who really wants to, who has a very large goal. For example, they want to compete at a major athletic event and they want to really transition from a job to entrepreneurship. Typically, they need help. And that is where someone like me comes in. So, this evening, the title of my presentation is Reaching Your Next Level of Success. Now, for this presentation, I want us to establish a few things right off the bat. One, it is to, like I, I wrote, emotionally and logically remove any excuses for any one of you listening and watching, not to aim to become your best self. Most of us play small, subconsciously, and even when we don't want to admit it, it's happening and it really 
take some introspection and analysis to not be toxic. And I'm here to give you permission, discipline. Secondly, to experience what your potential actually looks like and not just hear it and listen to someone babbling about it. We are going to be doing some exercises, short to fit the length of this presentation, where that we will have some major insights and that should provide a major shift for you. So I implore you to actually follow along. And these exercises and these tools and action steps will really empower you to examine your life further and take a deeper look at who you are, where you're going, and really what your next level looks like for you. Because all of us is unique and what excites me passionately, deeply, may not resonate the same for you. And that is completely fine. And finally, it is to ensure that I actually add value. And this is not just some motivational mumbo jumbo. There are enough books on Amazon, there are enough courses, there are enough gurus that teach. And I don't think we need another one of them here. Okay? So, with all this said, let us begin. Now, I want to make something extremely clear that common sense isn't common. And before we get in, I want you to not underestimate the power of what is being presented here. Many of us know we have knowledge, but we don't do, we don't apply. And first of all, I want you to pay attention and have pen, paper, whatever it is that you use, or digitally, iPad, or whatever it is that you need to take some notes to actually follow through with what you're presenting. Next, I want you to actually, actually take part in the exercises and do them. Some of them, again, maybe may require more time. And this presentation, we have a limit. However, after the presentation in your spare time, expand them some more. And you should have a lot more insight there. Now, first question. And I want everybody, whether you're listening, watching on video, to really think about this deeply, don't rush. What is your definition of success? Do not go to Wikipedia, do not switch tabs, do not try to wing it. What is your definition? Or better put, what definition resonates the most with you? Take some time and attempt to write that down. Now, now it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to sound right. It doesn't have to be politically correct. The point is, we need to identify what deeply resonates with you because all the action steps that you've taken in the past, that is what, what, that is what has led you to where you are. And your definition really speaks to the actual beliefs that you've been holding in the past, okay? So that is the first thing I want you to do. Next, I want you to ask yourself very honestly, are you on that path to reach the level of success that you define as an individual, personally, and as someone who has major roles in society? Maybe you're a parent, maybe you're a husband, maybe you're 
a business owner, maybe you're an employee, right? Are you anywhere near what is it that you want? And again, this is different for everybody. And I implore everyone listening and watching to be very honest. And what you will find is that you don't always like what comes up. And some of you may be doing great, that is fine. However, you will very quickly see opportunities for expansion and for an opportunity to really be more or do more that you may not have been consciously been paying attention to. Now, let's expand on that some What is success? There are many dictionarized definitions. However, one thing I want to really emphasize here is that whatever comes up, whatever resonates most strongly for all of us is an accumulation of all the experiences and the influences that we've had thus far. Okay? And this is important because we're basically the sum of everything that we've been through, that we've learned, that we've seen, that we've experienced over the years. And our perceptions of what is who we are is molded by that. And one of them is from social media, as much as we don't admit it. Many of us spend a lot of time online, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, most recently Instagram, and any other emerging or long-standing application. And what we see, for example, the celebrities, our friends, all the selfies that are posted, it plays with our subconscious as to what an ideal version of success is for us. And while some of us may be like, so what? My point is, you've been influenced and you're not always conscious of that. And you have to realize that Whatever it is that you believe is true, whatever it is that you believe is, by extension, is molded by this. Another one is influences and celebrity gossip. Many influencers now have the audience who sell products. You have many brand deals who pitch them, and then large sums of money gets exchanged. My point here is that they have a lot of power, and the mere fact that you follow them you know them so well, and you really take their opinions as gospel in the things that you do most of the time, speaks to a lot of this. Think of someone like Oprah on Amazon during the Christmas time, where she has her select items. It is one of the highest earning months, and by extension, she, by her following and who idolizes her, to say the least, she has a large draw, right? And that is just a micro example. And the point here is to demonstrate the importance and the roles of influencers and just a celebrity gossip that really pervades our lives, pervades our media, our media, and how that impacts who we are as people, what we think, what we believe, and by extension, what we believe success is. Thirdly, we have a religious and cultural practice. We're all victims of our environment, the countries that we came from, the tribes that we belong to, the religions that we grew up in or we grew up around, and really 
our perception of the world and what will be next, what we're afraid of, is molded by that. So here, what I really want to drill home is that it is not a matter of just what you think. It's who you are or who you have been. And a lot of what you think, a lot of what we think, isn't always our thoughts speaking. Think of a child who repeats advertisements that they see, but they don't quite understand what they mean. Now, us as adults, it is not that different because think of a political view that we heard someone famous speaking about that we repeat the next day, yet we barely have any context for it. Think of products that we buy, whether it's from Kim Kardashian or any of these other celebrities, that they may not be the most quality, but just by who recommends them, we purchase. So the influences are very subtle and they're very deep, and we all need to consider those when we attempt to even define success for us. Okay? Now, we all know that there are various realms that one could consider themselves successful. That's a given. And by extension, not everyone would really idolize a huge amount of wealth. The point is to get clear with as little influence as possible what that is for you. Many of us are not so happy also because we're following others. We're idolizing others. We live in someone else's lives, but we don't even realize this. And bringing attention to those influences and how we've been influenced really helps detach who we are from what is around us. Next, some interesting statistics I really want to bring forth to you. And they're on depression. Many people are depressed. And as you can see, in most countries around the world, under headline reports, most people who have depression, most people who have depression never receive any treatment. And generally, a large world population, at least what is studied, is suffering from it. Now, there are many causes of depression, but what we will drill down to more succinctly is that many people are unhappy. They're unhappy with their lives, they're unhappy with what they've made of it, they're unhappy with many situations that occur, they're unhappy with really their circumstances. And the lesson here is that many people really are living subpar lives. And that is because at some point in their lives, what they wanted and what they really made themselves to be, those did not match. And we have to be aware of them. So it is a growing epidemic. And also in the US, most adults who've actually reported their depression or those who've actually been diagnosed really do not most of them really do not, um, one, they didn't know that in the past, and many of them have actually suffered through anxiety. I know we have a stat here that says, and more or less encapsulates this, but really the point is the problem is very bad. And 
we have to realize with our increased pharmaceutical use and if our increased really reliance on meds, how much of an effect mentally that stress, unhappiness, lack of fulfillment, economic stress is related, have on us. And how much of that malaise really is brought upon us. Now, the next question goes like this. If so many people are depressed, if so many people are unhappy, if so many people really are not living their best lives, or what they envisage living, becoming, rising up to as a child, what's the problem? And barring any socio-economic problems, barring any, any problems where human rights issues are prevalent, most of it, most of it is informal. And one of them, one of the biggest ones is environment. Many people have others around them who don't believe in the levels that they want to reach. And while that's fine in that you can't control what others believe and you cannot control people, really, it affects individuals a lot. Look at kids who grew up, who have teachers who really were not very confident in their prospects. Look at many kids who had lots of sporting potential, but they never did anything. Look at many professionals who really had so much potential and they just fell by the wayside. So most people, a lot of people really never really get to the levels that they want to because of this judgment from authors, because of this negativity that surrounds them, because of their internalizing in many different forms, authors telling them that they cannot do it. They cannot be more than they are right now. They cannot be more than their current families have. They cannot earn more than their families on average earn. And that stops most people. That is where many limiting beliefs start. And that is something that's very, very unfortunate. And as I read these, as you listen to the enumerate, I want you to really take some time and focus on you and see where potentially that may be the case for you right now. And secondly, we have self-pity. Most people, we all tell ourselves stories. And really, people who have a victim mentality typically tell themselves on repeat very negative stories or find ways to justify poor decision-making or a bad current situation that they're directly responsible for. And this is something that we have to be conscious of. And also, this is something that we really need to ensure that we don't let affect us. Because others around you will, you will see that in someone else, and you will be tempted to adopt the same mentality as well. Next, we have self-doubt. And this one really speaks to limited beliefs and, and speaks to really the inability to 
move towards what you really want. You have more voices in your head. And as I speak, I'm trying to speak in a very simplistic tone on purpose because I really want to speak to the hearts of you, the one listening, the one watching. Most people who struggle with self-doubt have a low self-image. And they really do not see themselves being where they really want to go, yet they want to get there. So clearly there is a mismatch between desire and actual result. And such doubt, despite having the right circumstances, despite having the right family, despite having money, the right connections, prevents most people, a lot of people, from actually doing the things that they should be doing to get to where they really want to. On the other hand, those who have less, because of the stories that they've been telling themselves, they use that lack, whether it's them personally or the environment, to justify not going after their larger goals. And they end up playing safe. They end up staying small. So that's another factor. And lastly here, the other one really is that most people, they're afraid to do something they are afraid to be the pioneers who have the great ideas, who really take action and be that individual who sets the trend. No one wants to set the trend. No one wants to fail. No one wants to put the idea out there and risk it not working as well as it should. Now, that might sound overly simplistic, but really it comes from a lack of self-esteem in that they don't believe that they are unique, they have something unique to share, they have something unique to present to the world. They don't believe in really their own sense of humility, their own sense of really being entitled to what they really, really want and getting there. So these are just some of the factors that really sabotage many individuals and Personally, those around you, you have to really ensure that you look out for those. And you really look out for those points that are in yourself and how and what you can do to mitigate those. Now, a couple of others. Shame. Many of us have many repressed issues, especially from childhood, where there were various people in our lives who really did not support us. And their negative speech, their negative conditioning really damaged us. It damaged our self-confidence, it damaged our self-worth. And many times with therapies, you could actually go back and resolve those. But the hardest ones to resolve are those that you never knew that you had. Right? And really, these are some of the hardest blockages to remove. And it is one that you really have to pay attention to. And we all have things that we've done that we're not proud of. We, we all have made mistakes. We all have done things that were not, I mean, I would say not so ethical, right? But life goes on. And you're here, so you have a second chance. And mentally, you have to let go of any guilt any shame, any negative self-image from a situation in the past, 
to allow you to become the person that you truly want to be. Past conflicts. Many of us have many open loops and many bad relationships that we never gain closure from. Whether it was from our parents, who never had a good relationship with maybe your father or your mother, and maybe they passed. And you may believe that you healed, but as you move along throughout the days, throughout the months, the years, and you have your own children, for example, a lot of those insecurities you portrayed onto them. And yes, you're in a position of authority, especially with your kids or especially with your new responsibility. Maybe you own a business. But this past situation that you've actually forgotten is still tugging at you in ways that you don't even realize or understand. And it may be what's blocking you from going to the next level. One of the things that one of the things that we have to realize is that almost nothing is unexplainable. And let me put that in context because there are many unexplainable unsolved mysteries. Many of the things that we believe have no cause, have no reason, is typically because of something that we do not know is the case. And with regards to beliefs, with regards to reaching our full potential, with regards to really finding out and making the changes required to become the people that you truly are excited about. These things will us back. And the fact that, to tie into the final one, the fact that we believe our situation is unique, we believe our problems are special, we believe that, you know, there is none like us. In one sense, very unique, but someone hasn't answered this problem before. Someone hasn't gone through what we've gone through. And we use that to justify about why our situation is so special, why our case is different. And that is simply not the case. Yes, like I said, we are unique. However, we have to ensure that we really look at our situation, look at what we're going through for what it actually is. And the ability to do that reflection is something that most people find difficult. It's something that most people find scary, to be honest, because it puts them on the spot. It makes them feel uncomfortable. It makes them feel like they're not worthy, like they've failed. And that's uncomfortable. But really, these blocks have to be removed. And it's extremely important. I mean, you see people who have so much potential, people who really, you can tell, they haven't done it on a bigger stage. They haven't really done it for all to see, but you know they have it in them. A lot of times, it's because they're holding on to some story about why they couldn't, they wouldn't, they shouldn't, and it's very sad. So personally, you need to really ensure that you're aware of all of those and you write them down first of all. And you look at them without hiding, without delusion, for what they actually are. Now, let's look at some people who, I don't want to say have beat the odds, because many people have, but many people who have gone on to really achieve what others deemed was impossible before. 
And one of them is, as we know, using both Jamaican athletes. And previously, he broke the world record in 9.15 seconds. Previously, many scientists said it was impossible for someone to do that. They said, based on their calculations, based on their studies, that a human couldn't possibly run that fast. Yet he did it. And really, this goes to show the power of the mind to want, the power of really believing that it can be done and actually going out and doing it. Next, we have the four-minute mile, Roger Bannister. In 1962, many people believed it was impossible. And after he doing it, many others began to do it as well. In fact, in the next five years thereafter, three more people actually run a mile in under four minutes. So the idea here, as I approach my final example, the idea here is to realize that we're as capable as we believe and as we think we actually are. And that is something that you really have to pay attention to. And you have to pay attention to it insofar as others attempt to project a low self-image on you or others directly or indirectly attempt to tell you what you can't do. And one of my best examples is, as we all know, Nick Vujic. I'm not sure if I butchered his name, but that's the best that I can do. He was born with no arms and no legs. And yet, his condition is actually called tetramenia syndrome. Yet, he has grown up, he has a wife and three beautiful children. Actually, most people actually be envious of. He has grown up to become immensely successful. Speaker, preacher, very well acclaimed. And I purposely chose these examples to show that really the limiter, despite potential limitations based on where you live, these are nowhere to the degree that we limit ourselves. These are nowhere to the degree that in our minds that we really are the ones stopping ourselves. Okay? Whether it's you want that next promotion, whether you want to start this next business, someone has done it before. We're about to jump into some specifics very soon. How? Someone has had to do it despite working a full-time job before. How did they do it? So, really, the problem is us. And unless we choose to view it that way, nothing will happen. Because most people subconsciously blame another entity. We blame the government. We blame Trump, not to be political. I'm not in the US, so I'm not taking sides there. We blame the economy. However, the catalyst of all those is actually someone. And the catalyst, more importantly, of what you really want to do is you. Now, I know this sounds general. I know this sounds not necessarily flowery, but I know this sounds a little maybe vague. But think of it this way. Let's say you grew up in a poor neighborhood and really you, your family had low, low prospects. Maybe your family even passed, sadly, when you were younger. Does that mean, despite this situation, despite this living situation, that is what your success will be determined by? Maybe you had a 
child in your teenage years, maybe you were incarcerated. Does that define your future? I mean, we could substitute this for many, many other stories. But what I really want to impress upon you is that it is our stories. Even hearing those individuals, seeing them on the media, these are all stories. That is their story. They chose to, for it to be that. And so must you do the same. And what I'm trying to really get to is to have you remove the need for the excuse that you cannot do what you truly want. And on that note, we all have something that truly inspires us. And for those of you listening, one thing I would invite you to do right now is to write down, and that is something I do with my clients, write down what are three things in the next year. We're in January 2020. By December, what are three things that would truly excite you? What is the amount of money extra that you want to make? What is really health-wise, what is your next goal? Maybe you want to lose a dress up. What is that thing that you really... And I don't want you to solely be that it sounds realistic, but what really excites you, right? What if I offered it to you right now and you would grab it immediately, selfishly? What is that thing? And the only way you would know is when it brings out an emotional response in you. And let me caution you against ignoring this because many people, that is where they feel small. And that is where typically I challenge people to be more, to do more, you know? And I, I challenge you, whatever you think that you could do, try doing, try doing 15 or 20% more, okay? And really, you will see where your comfort zone is at. And more importantly, you will really have the courage, especially when you aim for more, to begin moving there. Next. Next. What I really want you to realize is that despite the examples, and I know all of us can abuse in those, and I have Donald Trump there, and this is not political, by the way. What is so impressive about what he's done is that he didn't do no political experience. And although I have all these seemingly illustrious speakers, why aren't you there? Right? And it, it need not be solely financial, right? You don't need to be the next multimillionaire the next billionaire, the next Olympic gold medalist. But in terms of your pinnacle of achievement, why isn't your name there? And I'm not talking about literally your name being in front here. I'm talking about you really reaching a place in life where you're deeply fulfilled. you on purpose, challenged, achieving your biggest goals, and you feel on top of it. Why isn't that you? And what I really want to impress on you as well is that you have every bit of a right to be there. But it's not for me to say. It's for you to believe and move to it. Now, I know I've spoken about getting to the next level and really clearly defining what you want for the next year, example. But what does it take to get there? And more broadly, what does it take to begin to gain control of your life? I know many authors speak about this very, very broadly. And 
really the you are floating around. It's like a buzzword. It's sexy to see. But really, what does it actually mean to take control of your life? If I want to tell you, do more and take control of your life, how would you interpret that? Let's break that down. Now, in taking your power back, one, you have to look at where your influences come from and how you think. And for those of you listening, what you're thinking is not really a sole reflection of you uniquely. In other words, if you were to take a week away from all media, most people, it will take that long for them to really begin to think on their own or to really have original thoughts why they, they don't remember the show from last night. They don't remember what Trump said. They don't remember what somebody did that was wrong, what was shocking on the media. We were so absorbed in other people's lifestyles. Yet it is why it's so hard to detach and really have a unique perspective. And by extension, technology has such a strong hold on us that we do not realize it. I'm sure some of you have done social media detoxes. I'm sure some of you are entrepreneurs and you are disciplined within your businesses. So you really, you have a keen idea of what it's like to actually detach and really focus. But as a lifestyle, how many of you have really taken the time to consciously decide and limit how much of it that you take in? And how many of you have actually thought of how much your world perception is affected by what you see, what you interact with, and really what you let into your world. Okay? Now, the other thing here is that you have to adopt the mindset of taking more responsibility for your life. Yes, not everything you can control. Yes, not everything is under your direct influence. However, it is only by taking 100% responsibility that you have close to 100% control, right? Some of you have businesses. Why, why are you in business for yourself? It's because of, one, the job market, the job structure doesn't resonate with you as much. And secondly, most people I'm sure can live, they have a sense, a stronger sense of control, a stronger desire to influence more, to be more, to make more, to have more control over their lives. And by extension, you have to adopt the mentality where you actually let go. You consciously let go of all the excuses that you make. Now, I have a wonderful blog post on this. I don't actually forgot to link in here. I may put it afterwards. But really, you need to attempt to identify the areas within your life that you always have a reason that something doesn't go well. It could be with your spouse. It could be with your significant other. It could be with your children. And yes, you don't always have direct control over everything. But it's only when you think in terms of solutions can you only become solution-oriented. And such change really comes from what you think, what you choose to let in, 
and how you actually approach life. So it has to be more of a lifestyle change. And that is where you need to ensure that you have this mentality across all areas of your action. Now, the other point here is that you need to control your, what you consume. Not just your environment, like I mentioned in the first point, but what you really take in, your diet, and really how various things you consume affect you. Let me, let me be more specific. So one, I mentioned your diet. Secondly, the water that you drink. I could spend hours going on nutritionally how fluoride and how chlorine affects you, but many of you already know this. But you need, to, you need to realize that it is the accumulation of many habits that put you in your current circumstance. And water is just a slight example. You need to really look at your environment digitally as well. And not only you need to look at what you consume, you need to look at what is fed at you as well. And it is very important that you really be conscious of it. Okay? Very, very important. Now let me move a little fast. Another angle of this is humility. And I know I, the way I speak, it seems like you have to be so perfect. I could tell you, serve those that helped, the best in the world are not always perfect. The best in the world have bad days. And you have to realize that it's okay to have a bad day as well. You're human. And in as much as we seek to improve, in as much as we give a mastermind like this, we strive to take our lives, our businesses to the next level, you have to ensure that you cut yourself some slack and you're not always too hard on yourself. And you allow yourself to bounce back when things don't go as well. That compassion will really be what allows you to Take yourself, it really what it really be, sorry, what allows you take yourself throughout the ups and downs as you do something new, as you learn a new habit, as you start a new venture, as you make a major transition in your life. Now, when you look at many successful people, one thing you would realize is that they have a certain sense of rebellion in them. And not that I'm asking you to be rebellious, but you must find within you to have the courage to actually go after what you want. And it is easier said than done. But really, you have to really look at what you want, look at the world, look at the things that you deeply desire as problems to solve. And you have to be solution-oriented in that you constantly asking and constantly seeking ways to get there. And again, we all have unique stories, we all have unique circumstances why we cannot get what we want. And, and really, we really want to push for that. And for me, the lesson here is that it's all about perspective because someone has done it before you. Someone has done some variant of what you're trying to do. And really, and really, 
and really we're really just another speck of dust flying around you know and I hate to sound like I hate to sound pessimistic but we have to realize that we're not as special as we are and bringing that God down allows us to really seek answers seek others who have done it and that in itself empowers us now fear we all feel scared we all feel this angst to really go after what we want we all feel this discomfort that swells us swells up in us to really do the things that we know that we should do and that feeling is normal however there are times you really have to work through Brian Tracy says that the best in the world do what they have to do when they have to do it whether they feel like it or not of course that is the hallmark of the discipline and one another thing I want to point here is that fear is not always bad I mean on a more primordial level we need fear to still alive fear keeps us alive fear keeps us sick However, we need to learn how to consciously distinguish this rational fear, this deep fear that we have, but also the goals that we have. Because as we become more civilized, many of these deep primordial fears that we have, we internally attempt to replicate them in the world that we live in. Now, to be more specific, sure, there is lots of crime around. However, most of us don't walk around fearing that we'll be killed. And the bad thing that about this is that we subconsciously project those fears onto our desires, onto our successes. And you need to ensure that you have various tools, techniques, strategies, or just share willpower to move through major obstacles when they come, because they will. And basically, what I'm saying is that despite not always feeling like it, despite it not always feeling right, you have to ensure that your activities retrain your subconscious to really be, to really do, first of all, what is it that is required to get your place, and really to really become that person. And really, the trick here is to, the core trick here is that it is not about what we do. It's about what we are becoming. And that is why certain habits have such a strong honor on us. There is a quote that goes that, there's a quote that goes like this. The chains of habit are too strong to be felt until they're too weak to be broken. And these habits are what really programs us subconsciously. Our subconscious urges are way more powerful than any tip strategy that you could consciously put into action. Even on this call, as we're about to go through some particular exercises, unless you're willing to put in the time to really change how you internalize your growth, how you internalize change, until you take the time to really understand that one, it will take time, it will take effort, Yes, there are certain techniques that can get you there quicker, but unless you personally change, unless you personally commit to being a different person, permanent change will never happen. Remember that.
So before I go into specific action steps, I want to really preface this with the fact that no one tip, technique, or strategy really will perfectly work for you. And it won't work. It's like the extra 10%. But the extra 70%, like this iceberg demonstrates, is really the person that you're becoming, the new habits that you're forming willfully, and you sustaining those. Now, one thing that I have found to really help others, and especially those who are not proponents of meditation, is using to build willpower. Now, as we know, our willpower throughout the day, throughout a normal day, is finite. And basically, we're not as infused to tackle the most difficult tasks throughout the day. Some of us are morning people, are night people, we're more energetic towards those times. So generally, our willpower will be higher at those particular times. Now, what meditation does, and it's very simple, really, is done consistently, it helps train this discipline message because you have to control your thinking. Of course, there are many different kinds of meditation, but you're still focused. Whatever time that you choose, it still helps you focus for some moments, and this builds up discipline over time. So, more practically, if you don't have much time, you could try doing for at least five minutes during the day. Now, five minutes may not seem like a lot of time, but compounded over a year, you may get immense benefits, not to mention the health benefits, but your actual discipline and willpower throughout the day will grow. Very simple, but very effective. And another thing you could do is to really have a journal or a log. You could track it digitally. There are many apps for this as well, where you really simply check how many days of the week that you've done it. Simple, but very, very effective. Next, you need to have the ability to focus on what you actually want to have. Many of us subconsciously, naturally, focus on what we don't want. And our minds are biased towards negativity. I get that. But that is something you have to train out of you. That is something you have to really ensure that you don't let because it will. And especially in a negative environment, people, it will be even more insidious. And you have to constantly look at what you want and look at what it will take to get there. And you looking at this all the time means that you have it clearly out and you focus on it regularly. Again, your inner world, like what Brockley says, is mostly a reflection of your outer world. And it might not sound logical, but really, our actions, our thoughts, what we have, one manifests the other. And I don't mean to sound rude, that's not really the direction I'm taking it, but really, you have to understand that you, consciously, are responsible for everything that happens. Next, and we're actually winding down, is one of my favorite exercises, the five whys. And really, any negative situation, any problem that you're struggling with, it is really useful to help people delve down deeply what's wrong. And 
really, if you have a major obstacle, you have a major problem, why is that the case? Okay, I cannot make as much money as I want to. Why? Okay, maybe I, I don't have enough sources of income. Why? Maybe I watch too much television. Why? You see how that works? Now, there are many, many variances and examples of this. However, it really takes consciously attempting to figure it out to actually get to the bottom. Many coaches, when we work with clients, typically we use this exercise a lot. And there are many coaches on this call. I'm sure they could attest this. The name obviously varies, but really it is important to really get clarity. And when you're struggling for a major issue, a major internal conflict, it will help you get clarity so that you could get clearer as to what is it that you want or what specifically that you need to do. Now, here's what I really, really am passionate about. Falling in love with what you truly want. And many of us, we're so focused on negativity. A lot of it is pumped at us, actually. But we're so focused on negativity that we don't take the time to do this. Some people call it having a vision board. Some people call it having affirmations. Some people call it really having photos on your computer. There are many, many forms that we could do this. And you personally do what works the most for you, do what works the best. However, what really helps fast is to have a ritual at a particular time of the day where you consciously focus on what that is for the day. Okay, what is what that is one year from now, three years from now, five years from now. What's your ultimate life vision? And it's not just identifying what you want. It's also identifying why you want it. Because nothing really compels us deep, deeply like the reasons why we truly want something. And be honest about it. And really probing even deeper into what those are until you're really satisfied or you emotionally move. And really focusing on what that vision is for you. Now that may change as you mature, you get more experiences, you have more situations, but always keeping that image of what you want the next year to look like, specifically, what you want, how you want to grow up, what you want the business to look like, what's your five-year vision. Some of you do it for your companies, I'm sure some of you do it already. Specifically holding this clearly, one most people naturally do it, but does just this alone really helps focus away from negativity and really helps you move towards the things that you actually want because your subconscious regularly is focused on this as well. Now, one of the most powerful things that we've discovered is that we typically do things, and I'm paraphrasing, within the context of time that we have. And intentionally allowing ourselves a tighter deadline to do things quicker really moves our engines a bit in that we're able to come up with the solution a lot faster. And what really helps people accelerate towards what they really want is if they set a shorter frame of time to get there. And you break down those major 
you'll be breaking your major goal in chance. However, you set goals that will challenge you even more. Now, as you know, for example, of Grant Cardone and his 10x role, and one of one really good way to paraphrase it is that typically you want something, you have to take 10 times as much action. And how it relates to this point is that really you have to ensure that you do. Right? And one thing about the secret, I don't most people here should have watched it, is that as much as it deeply emphasizes the power of thought, it doesn't focus on action enough. And that is something that we should never ever ignore. And we should always put it first, as important as mindset is. Because you simply cannot think something into existence and you have to ensure that you're doing what it takes to get there. So doing what it takes with less constraints, a bit more constraint, right? Really pushes you there a lot quicker. Next is accountability. And getting someone else to really keep us accountable, to really make sure that we execute is something that most of us don't do. And it is why mentorship works very well. It is why masterminds, I'm sure, like this one, works very well. It is why many people, some people seem to get ahead of the novice. It's because they have others who keep them accountable. And it's not just them. There's an obligation to really see the commitments through. Now, many similar ideologies, you have the paradigmatic approach, you have a trigger and a reward. You have many different motivation systems here. But the point is, you could go down within the weeds of those. But the point here is that you need to have a decent accountability system. And having someone else to be accountable for removes some of the focus off you, and that, that helps massively suppress the fear that you have. One of my favorite ways is, and one of the best excuse busters, if you will, is to look for examples of people who've done it. Look for people who've, who have what you have, who have lived your dream, and then live them. Bring them into your life. Take them out for lunch. Take them out for dinner. And really focus on how they got there. Now, you have to be careful in that you do not... You do not try to copy every single thing from every mentor that you meet, because not everyone who is, for example, financially successful, not everyone's lives across the board is worth emulating. So you really have to pick what is it that you emulate and what is it that you take on board. So be conscious of that. However, looking at and seeking to learn from authors, whether it's books, whether it's mentorships, whether it's paid programs, Seeking to learn directly from people who have what you want, who do what you want, really accelerates the learning process. I know that sounds simple, but really, most people actually don't do it. Most people rather complain as to why they don't make enough money, rather than seek someone, even if it's a book, and how to get there, at least to start. It's a very, it's, the mindset shift is very subtle, but it's very pronounced as well. And unless you are that kind of individual, unless you actively seek who has what you want, the how will never take place. The how will never come. And it's never left. Now in closing, what I really want you to come away from, away with in this presentation, 
is that you really need to ensure that you have the fortitude to take back the power. Okay? Stop blaming external circumstances. Yes, there are things that you cannot control. I acknowledge that. However, you have to understand what your own power is. You have to not suppress your deeper desires and your will to get them. You have to not let circumstances and people really stifle who you could become. And you have to not to be afraid of who you can become. Only then will the action come. Next, you have to challenge your competency. You have to be willing to do the regular. There are many different exercises that we could use to do that. However, really, it's daily doing something small. Meditation, for example, could be how you begin. And really, the more that you get comfortable with, the more that you find that you're capable of executing. And lastly, as a wrapping up, you have to commit to becoming the best version of you. And by committing, I mean taking action in that it is what you solely focused on and it's what you will become no matter what. Okay? It's not about if, it's about how and when. Again, your mindset has to shift a bit. And really, I really want you to be willing to examine what that person is. And again, that individual is unique for all of us. But be willing to find out and be willing to try. Because only then will the how be relevant. Only then will the courses, will the mentorship actually work. If you actually don't want to do it, you don't believe that you can, you're not willing to try. No amount of training that I give you in my courses or in this presentation, all the other members on this panel here, no amount of it will stick. Okay? So, again... I'm thankful for the opportunity to present here on this panel and to all the listeners who will go through this. Again, if you want to learn about me, you could actually book a 40-minute consultation here. For those of you who are not list who are listening, it's crashhandle.com slash breakthrough session. Again, I have a free gift for members. You could go to crashhandle.com slash solve one of my products, how to Stop grinding and live an awesome life is there for free exclusively for the members here. And also my course, Life Awakening System, if you're interested. Thank you very much, and I'm honored to present. Hi, I'm Shane Borza, a climber, creator, and coach. And I want you to build the skill of health and fitness. My new course is a priceless gift to you, and it's available exclusively on PonoQuest.com. That's P O. NOQuest.com. Build the Skill is a minimalistic, functional, real-world fitness program which can help you to move better and get stronger faster. I can't wait for you to check it out. And when you do, please let me know how it helps you. That's Build the Skill at PonoQuest.com. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Solve Network. As a reminder, these calls are held live on the first and third Thursday of each month. If you'd like to join us as either a listener or guest expert, please contact me at shaneborza.com. On behalf of my co-founder, Benjamin Goss, we're glad you are a part of the network and hope you are finding solutions. If you need solutions, please reach out.